Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to doubt. When all the birds are singing in the sky. Good morning again, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. Um, my name's Chris. I'm here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan over there. And we are here with our podcast, What We Do About Wrestling. So we'll watch some wrestling yeah. and then we'll talk about the wrestling. You know the deal by now. Yeah. You're long-time subscribers. You love listening to this. This, this is uh, episode 79, I believe. Is it, it something like that? Yeah. We're up there, getting up there in the numbers. I know. What are we going to do for number 100? I don't know. We'll have a party. Maybe we'll just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just end it. End no. it at 99. Yeah, yeah. We can't get to 100. No. Millennium bug, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we didn't go to a show because, I mean, as I said, it's the morning. It's Friday morning. We haven't been to a show today. Though there was Um, a show last night, I think. Ring of Honor. Did they have a show last night? Oh, yeah. Ring of Honor in the country right now. Yeah. It's all on Fight TV, apparently. Oh, right. Yeah. So we could have watched that last night. Yeah, we could have done. Or indeed this morning. Yeah, we could have done that. But we didn't. No. Um, So what we're doing today is we're bringing back our first series. Yeah. Where we talk about notable <laughs> uh, we talk about um first episodes of wrestling tv shows or first um outings for um uh, notable wrestling companies yeah there is um, a there is a tenuous reason why why we brought it back for this particular show but we'll get onto that yeah in a bit it's not just a shot in the dark you'd never pick this N- no. as a shot in the dark <laughs> or if you were looking for something good to watch no. You would never pick this. Um, so, um, if you've listened to these before, um, they uh, we, we try we've tried to stick to our three and three. Yeah, that's the graps and not my graps. I think we're going to struggle with that today. So we're just going to have a general <laughs> um, general chat. And we've just sat down and watched the first episode of ITV's Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge, which was broadcast in the year two thousand. Yeah, spring of two thousand. Yep. Remember all uh, all that time back. We probably got some listeners who weren't alive then. No, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Um, but it was at the height of wrestling fever. Yep. Um, across the globe. Yep. Um, WWF um, was riding high. It was massive. It was massive um, around the two thousand. Um, I think SmackDown had just launched around mm-hmm. that time, um, and obviously ITV were like you know dollar signs popping up in their eyes yeah. and they were like let's get on board with this but let's give it a little bit of a twist this is the first time um well wrestling has been on um major british television first time brit rest has been on uh terrestrial tv for 12 years yeah since the end of world of sport in mm. 1988 um so they brought it back saturday tea time yeah prime time for the first few episodes uh, and then i think it was shunted off somewhere else in the schedule <laughs> yeah. as they tend to do with these things um so yeah it was transatlantic wrestling challenge yeah so the clue is in the name so it was a tournament format mm-hmm. um with groups yeah round four. robin yeah. um yeah for round robin groups before I, I imagine there's some sort of finals there were quarterfinals yeah semi-finals final okay 
and uh, this was a lot of the first round matches for the groups. Yep. Um, and you had all of these matches were um, guys from the UK. Yep. Against guys representing the US. Yes. Uh, so um, that did mean that we did have an Australian in the US team. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I did do a bit of research um, before this because obviously it's a long time ago. I didn't do any research. Um, and I'm not sure whether Ashley Hudson, who was Aussie Rules Aussie on the rule, show, is rule, an actual rules. Australian. Um, but he did tag with Bill Dundee. Um, who's a Scottish, Australian, American legend uh, from the Tennessee area? So yeah. I don't know if he, he actually was, well, but he was being Australian. They here. showed him at the very end talking, yeah, and he seemed to be pretty convincingly oh, Australian. Yeah. So I mean, I got no doubts he is Australian, or else why would you bother <laughs> doing that? <laughs> we well, see back then Australians when they wanted to wrestle, they went to Tennessee. Right now they come to Wolverhampton. That's true, that's yeah. true. Wolverhampton, in many ways, is the, the Nashville of the West Midlands. Yeah. They, not, they do not, say that. Not a big musical heritage in Wolverhampton. Um, Led Zeppelin? Yeah, but they try and distance themselves as much from Wolverhampton as possible. Well, yes. Um, so, yeah, the <laughs> I'm really struggling with this one. Okay, right. Um, so, th- this was... Um, the, the the British company behind this was uh, Hammerlock, um, who at the time were NWA affiliated. They were the NWA UK arm. Um, being NWA affiliated by this point just meant paying your dues. Um, yeah. And not paying your dues as in doing the work coming up, literally paying your dues, yeah. paying money A to subscription be part of it. Fee. Yeah. Um, and the American wrestlers, uh, Australians, or there's a Canadian at some point as well who appears, um, they were from um, largely two uh, NWA-affiliated promotions in uh, that America. Mm-hmm. Um, you had NWA Wildside, which is in northern Georgia, and NWA Nashville, um, which was also known as Music City Wrestling at the time because Nashville was Music City. And then there were a couple of other guys from various different um, NWA affiliated ones. So uh, Tony Kazina. Do you remember Tony Kazina? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He he turns up at some point. He was from um, ECCW, which was the uh, Pacific Northwest NWA bit. And um, Sin, who we saw, um, he represents, uh, I think at this point, he was wrestling in Canada. So, um, So yeah. So that was the idea. It was British guys from Hammerlock, against American guys, mostly from NWA Wildside and NWA Nashville. Now, at the time, NWA Wildside was was a small promotion, but it, it had a bit of buzz because it had people like AJ Styles just starting his career and a guy called Air Paris, who at the time, AJ Styles and Air Paris were kind of uh, arm in arm, more mm. or less. Uh, Chris Hamrick, who um, did a bit in ECW and also did a lot over here yeah. at some point. Um NWA Nashville uh, had the Colorado Kid, who was a bit of a name in US indie wrestling, went on to be NWA World Champion, and it had James Storm and Chris Harris. Yeah, the 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 um <clears throat> the these groups kind of formed the nucleus of what was to become TNA in a yeah. lot of ways, like their sort of rosters. Yeah, um, and I, it was based in the same area. I think it's a guy called Bill Behrens, who's like you know the agent. Putting right, all this yep. together, and he's—I think he still might be involved. I think in he not, maybe not now they've moved to Canada. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So and and you find some of these guys, David Young, 
who yep. we saw, he went on to be a part of, of early impact. Um, NWA Nashville also had a guy called Prince Justice who went on to be Abyss. Mm. So, you know, it, these groups did form the, the nucleus of impact. So it's it's fun to watch this show with that in mind as yeah. well. But also um, think they were journeymen, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and it's also interesting to watch to see how far British wrestling has come Yeah, since because um how do i put this politely i can't i can't i just no. can't put it politely um i i think even even like watching throughout this first episode there is a gulf between at least the way they present themselves the uh, the us wrestlers and the yeah. british wrestlers um you know you you feel like for one group it's a hobby and for the other it is a career yeah um and um you know it's it's probably no surprise to see that you know well it's worth noting that they were flown over for the express intention of making this tv show and maybe they saved a bit of money on the lads from our end yeah um, well i mean the thing is hammerlock at this point is in a, re- a weird position because they've just lost half their roster mm. um Hamlock's uh, was a, and I think still continued to be a, a, a very traditional British company. Um, they had the old style turnbuckle pads, I think you noticed. Yeah. Uh, the ref, very old fella. Yeah. Um, and um, run by Andre Baker, who came up probably the last of the old, the old ways um, to come through. Um, but shortly before this project got off the ground, they lost Doug Williams. Uh, they lost Johnny Storm, Jody Fleisch. Alex Shane, Justin Richards, Guy Thunder, um, basically half their roster. But more importantly, I think the the guys who watch tapes, um, and so the guys who were a bit more up on what was what was hot at the time, the ECW was was hot at the time, um, the the US Indies that was starting to come through um, were hot at the time, um, and the Japanese stuff. Um, so those guys went. And so you were left with the very kind of traditional rump. Um, and yeah, maybe it was um, the guys who were used to doing the village halls yeah. and the carnivals um, who had to suddenly develop characters for the show. Well, okay, there, there's a couple of things I want to sort of talk about on this. Um, I want to talk about sort of what the show is, the format yeah. and the presentation. But I also, let's talk a little bit about those characters then, shall okay. we? Um, so... Again, the, the US guys all came out and save for Aussie rules yep. and and Sin. Well, we could talk about Sin. <laughs> um, that they, they were for the most part quite straight yeah, forward wrestlers, wrestle wrestle men. Yeah, wrestle men. Um, you know, some of them looked better than others. Some of them had, you know, like it was basically. I think actually, in a lot of ways, it was a spectrum of everything that ECW kind of represented in the late 90s. Yeah. Because you had some guys who had who, who were ripped. Yeah. And then you had some guys who looked like they were mechanics. Yeah. And I don't mean mechanics in the wrestling sense. I mean mechanics in the they probably could fix your car. Yeah. And probably outside. did. Yeah. And they probably did. Yeah. Um, and then you had a unconvincing goth as well <laughs> in the form of Sin. So Sin... Um, 
what he you you mentioned that he'd appeared on WCW. Yeah, he um, had a, he had a, a bit of a career, not a massive career. A guy called Chris Champion. Yeah, um, who um, was uh, a time traveler in in WCW. Right. Okay. And then became Yoshi Kwan from the Orient. Right. In WCW. Also did some time as uh, a wrestling ninja turtle called Kawabunga. Okay. For Jim Cornette. Yeah. This is the same Jim Cornette who rails against yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi yeah. um, had a wrestling uh, yeah. so ninja turtle. So basically he was doing um, Overcooked Sting. Yeah. He was doing um, a crow sort of goth gimmick, wasn't he? Yeah. He had a shiny one piece um jumpsuit yeah must have been and, horrible to wrestle yeah and and the white corpse paint yeah. and um and a big double chin he looked <laughs> i mean he was in obviously he was in decent shape but like whenever yeah. they did close-ups of him it was like oh yeah he's um he also had fangs yeah okay. genuine fangs right um and an inverted pentagram on his head so he's evil yeah very evil well his name is sin yeah um and uh he he um he won his match. Did he? Well, yeah, he won his kind match of. by shenanigans. Yeah. Um, in that there was a heel ref, uh, the American ref, because there was yeah, one well, British I, ref. I tell you what, we'll talk about okay, that when yeah. we talk about the format of the show, because yeah. there's a lot to unpack with that whole thing. Yeah. Um. So we, so moving on to the British side of things. Yeah. We had so what seemed like in a lot of ways a lot of very slap together gimmicks <laughs> um at the last minute so the show opened with current WWE trainer in yep. the development center Johnny Moss Johnny Moss um yeah. looking a lot smaller <laughs> back then um yeah. he hadn't had that many paychecks from Andre Baker at that yeah. point and uh, he he came out as the vigilante he did yeah um confusingly representing great britain dressed kind of as a cowboy well i don't know if you've ever been to cumbria yeah it's a lot like the wild west yeah 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 it's yeah um i saw the episode of booze britain that Johnny Moss appeared on, and right. it's, it's very much the Wild West up there. Yeah, he he had a he had like a waistcoat and a fedora <laughs> on, um, and he was called the Vigilante. Yeah. Now, yeah, I they don't didn't know. even mention Johnny Moss. He was just yeah, just the, the Vigilante. vigilante. Yeah. And I, I don't know what he was um, a vigilante for or against. Crime. Were you a vigilante against something? Crime. Just crime. Just, just general just crime. I'm just generally a vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was that was one of them. Yeah. Um, and you had uh, Magic. Magic, who came out and, and blew fire yep. into the sky, had a little bit of face paint on, and yep. then was ultimately like the most 2000 British indie wrestler that I've ever seen. Now, I, the first time I ever saw Magic live, he came out to Oxygen by right. Jean-Michel Jarre. Yep. Um, no uh, copyrighted music on this show, though. No. Um, yeah, he's he's a really nice guy. I'm sure he is. He, he I'm is sure he a is. genuinely nice guy. Still involved in the business, right? Um, does legacy wrestling. Okay. Um, who are running kind of Warwick rugby area? Um, may or may not be the wrestler Arcade. Okay, couldn't say for sure. I don't know whether he is. is. Um, but yeah, genuinely nice guy. Very early in his career at this point. Him and uh, another one we'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> um, Psycho Steve. Okay, uh, they yeah. used to drive down from Coventry to Kent. Uh, every week to train at Hammerlock um, and be a part of the, the kind of the Hammerlock shows. Yeah. Um, so dedicated to the business. Um, but in a way, he was the one with the most character 
and I think he, he always kind of stuck out a bit in Hamelot with that, that he was, because at, at the time, let me lay my cards on the table, it wasn't, it was shortly after this, I got involved with the FWA, and Hamelot were a kind of rivals for us in, in a little bit of a way. He was one of the guys that I really wanted to bring over to the FWA, but never managed to do it. Right, okay. And then you had Psycho Steve. Then you had Psycho Steve, who uh, was watching his um, Cactus Jack tapes yeah. and decided, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so basically he did. Um, so we were introduced to Psycho Steve with a little backstage vignette. Yeah, in a lovely dressing room. Yeah, um, which basically consisted of the commentators going, he he's crazy, this man. And he he showed us how crazy he was by just walking up and down the dressing room, mumbling to himself. Well, it wasn't he mumbling, was it? No, it was, it was, there it were was, no words involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, talk to yourself, but don't actually say anything because yeah. I haven't got a script for you for this <laughs> bit. So, um, And then he came out dressed like Kendo Nagasaki. Well, like... Um, it was like a horror movie, Kendo Nagasaki, wasn't yeah. it? With like a sort of cage thing across yeah. his face. Uh, which he took off and then wrestled in tights and a t-shirt. And basically didn't do anything to make himself look crazy for the no. rest of the match. Um, he did the cactus clothesline over the ropes. Barely. Um, just about getting yeah. over the ropes. And that was it for Psycho Steve. Yeah. Um, that was also it for the match. But again, we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, psycho steve didn't really show himself to be that much of a psycho no um uh, we've got two more characters i want to talk about okay um i'm gonna build up to my favorite one (laughs) but let's talk about let's talk about tank shall we well we we should also mention gary Steele, who is the the british guy didn't have a character yeah really um former at this point uh former nwa world heavyweight champion didn't have the same cachet at no, this point, no. um, although perhaps a higher cachet than it does now <laughs> with Nick Aldis having it, um, and would go on to be NWA World Champ again right. after this, um, and was just a wrestler. Yeah, he's a straight wrestler. Fine. That's that's what he did. Uh, but yeah, then we also had two others. Uh, we had Tank. Yeah, we had Tank who who um, who was a, uh, a a big fat bald man. Yeah. Um, who who whose name was Tank. Because he was a big fat bald man. Well, also, and he because, had t- tank on his t shirt. Um, and because his surname is Sherman. Right, okay. Well, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, his, um, his name's Dave Sherman. Still wrestling for Welsh wrestling. Right. So, um, anybody who's seen uh, Big Grizzly recently, Big Grizzly still does a lot of work for, for yeah. Welsh wrestling. He's been on Flash Morgan Webster's podcast, right. one of the early episodes. Yeah. Um, big Dog, I think is his name when he wrestles for Welsh wrestling oh, now. I don't know. It's actually a really good listen. Yeah. Um, so go and listen to that. But yeah, his character here is um, Big Fat Scouse Guy. Yeah, he he did a lot of uh, rhyming with the word tank on yeah. his promo video. Yeah. Um, with the word yank. Yeah. And spank. And, and got a catchphrase. What was his catchphrase? Who let the tank out? Who <laughs> let the tank out, yes. Um, well, they, they kind of... Um, touched on that at the very end of his video <laughs> which if if i was going to recommend that you watch any part of this show and i i really stress like this was a really difficult watch in parts but try and watch this little promo video because it involves one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen you know 
edited into a <laughs> televised TV wrestling show. So we've seen Tank in the ring, in the, the Hammerlock gym, yeah. down and, in, in Sittingbourne, Kent. And they're showing him as a wrestler. Yeah. He does all the big, some big wrestling he's doing a he's, he's cutting a bit of a promo, talking, to him, talking about himself in the third person. Yeah. Not like The Rock does, no. but in a way that it sounds like he's talking about somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it shows him in like one final bit of action. And they're just in, they're in training. Yep. And he goes to go under a leapfrog, um, running the ropes. And as he goes under, he stumbles and falls out between the bottom (laughs) and middle rope (laughs) and just falls out and disappears. (laughs) And then his mate who's done the leapfrog said, are you all right? (laughs) And he just did. Who let the tank out? (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) Oh, that was, that how, was they how they ended yeah. his promo. Well, you know, he's like, and then he's got to he? go in, go out and fight Ruckus. <laughs> um, now, not not Ruckus from CZW, another no, Ruckus, the, a really good Ruckus. He was good. Yeah, yeah um, I'll, I'll talk about Wildside maybe a bit later because Wildside was a bit of a, a thing of mine. Um, now, I did a bit of training at Hammerlock. When I say a bit, I did one afternoon's training right. at Hammerlock just after this was filmed. I think maybe before it was a broadcast, but just after this this was filmed. And Tank was one of the people who trained me. Um, Tank and John Ritchie, um, who we will see um, later on in the series, if we go back to it. <laughs> no. Um, and again, really, really nice bloke. I'm Super sure nice I'm, bloke. Taught uh, me how to do a I'm really not, sweet spinning back elbow. I'm not like, um, I'm not for one second saying any of these yeah, people are not nice but, blokes. But this was a terrible hour of TV. <laughs> Just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Move on to your favourite. My very favourite. <laughs> my very favourite was a gentleman that went by the name of the Kung Fu Kid. Yep. So he came out with a little Kung Fu jacket on and... Yep. Coolie hat. Yeah, a hat that one of the commentators called a lampshade. Yeah. And it was it was Kung Fu. It yeah. was like a Kung Fu He had a valet guy. for no reason. Yep. Never identified. Um, yep. Didn't do anything. And again, they did a little promo video for yep. him um, where you could see the Kung Fu Kid in his Kung Fu fleece. Yep. Walking around the Kung Fu Council Estate. Where, where was the Kung Fu Kid from, Chris? Was he from um, a Shanghai, a Hong Kong? Uh, no. Uh, Grays in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he had a lot of Kung Fu credentials. He did. We know because he, sh- he kicked someone in his promo video. Yeah. That was it. That was the Everything else his in his Kung promo Fu. video was just wrestling. Yeah. It w- <laughs> so this was the least Kung Fu man I've ever seen do a Kung Fu gimmick. Well, there used to be a wrestler in, in classic British wrestling called Kung Fu. Right. And because this was the height of the TV series, Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, and as as we know, Brit Rest has is in no, rep- no uh, respecter of copyright. No. Um, so I presume this was maybe to play off that a little bit. I think it was just they were just grasping at straws with yeah. the gimmicks. They were like, um, I don't know. A kung fu guy, yeah, um, and he he came into his match and did no kung fu, no, nope. and just got beaten up. Yeah, he got beaten up. He was one of the few people to lose by pinfall. Yeah, um, yeah, just um, again, if you're going to watch another piece of this, just watch the little video because it's like it's it's a painful promo by somebody who should not be talking well, on TV. But then again, it was it made a a, a change from the WWE UK thing of uh, i grew up hard on the streets <laughs> no it was but it was like i mean this 
we, we'll talk about the production of this, but it bears a lot of similarities to when ITV used to do little videos for the contestants on Gladiators. Yeah. So they're not talkers, are they? They're just, they're, they're people off the street that you've got to say a few things. I thought it was kind of like stars in their eyes as well. Yes, yeah. Kind of Tonight, that. Matthew, I'm going to be the Kung, the Kung Fu, Fu Kid. Kid. Now, Kung Fu Kid, I, I couldn't remember a lot about the Kung Fu Kid. Um, so I, I went to look him up. It's a guy called Dean Champion. Right. Um, who I think was still wrestling until until a couple of years ago, may even still be wrestling um, around in Essex. But um, one of the websites that I found when I went looking for information on Dean Champion was a website called Lads of the Ring. Now, Lads of the Ring appears to have been, um, and I must have known about this at the time, mm. and there was, there was certainly talk about this kind of thing existing. Um, it was... Straight wrestling matches, one-on-one. Were they straight wrestling matches? Well, that may be something we come to in a minute. In a ring, no crowd, in like a darkened room. um, And that was it. But Lads of the Ring seems to have been kind of presented for the kind of crowd who would watch it at home, on their own, maybe with a box of tissues. And there's something really seedy about it. But at the time... Other than maybe Brian Dixon running All-Star time, it may be the only place you ever got paid to wrestle. Right, yeah. And Dean Champion was on some of the early ones, uh, along with Johnny Storm. Uh, I think Jody Fleisch might have been on some of these early ones as well. And it appears that they carried on for quite some time because the most recent one um, had uh, Paul Robinson and Daryl Allen on it. So if anyone knows Paul Robinson and Daryl Allen, um, ask them about this whole Lads of the Ring thing. I mean, I don't want to judge anyone's kink, but if your kink is Paul Robinson, <laughs> I got some real doubts. This about was you. Paul Robinson with hair, though. So he was supposed to be a cute young baby face then, wasn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he? I guess he was. Yeah, but he still looked like Paul Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, lads of the ring. That's a thing. Go and, yeah, look, go and look we'll at check that, that out. Let yeah. Put that on the list for firsts coming yeah. soon. So yeah, we we saw those, and there, there were some other people that we haven't seen yet, um, yeah. including Paul Vault who um, is a wrestling pole vaulter. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. As per the name. Yeah. Let's move on and talk about the format. Let's, okay. Because this is, I, I think this is both the un- unique selling point of the show and also its major, major flaw. Yeah, and I think it's also the best and worst thing about yeah. the show. Um, so the matches in the round robin um section at least I, I, I can't remember the later tournament um are five minute matches yeah they have a five minute time limit yeah um and this means that we the, the show we watched was 42 minutes with adverts, with adverts yeah um and we got six matches yeah which is great i love that yeah so um, you get three points for a, a victory a pinfall victory yeah. or, or a submission victory um and if you go to a time limit draw um, and presumably for the account out as well, yeah. a decision will be made on who the winner is. Yeah, by the, the referee. By the referee or by the commissioner. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that in a minute. And you, the victor gets two points and the loser gets one point. Yes. Um, and if you just lose by pinfall, you get nothing. Yeah, so the first two matches yep. both went to a time limit. Yeah, so they, they're obviously, you know, I, 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 I can see some logic to that. Because you want to set out your format yep. early on. You want the audience to understand that the matches are going to go five minutes and they can end yep. with a time limit draw. But the matches are not 
these matches were not being wrestled as if they were wrestling to a time limit. No, the the Gary Steele match, um, which uh, ended in a in a a, uh, a screw job, in that Sin was was given the victory. It was uh, Gary Steele was all over it. Yeah. Um, in fact, the commentator at one point said Sin doesn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made a point of saying Sin doesn't do much, um, immediately followed by Sin, at least attempting a roundhouse yeah. kick. Um, so Gary Steele kind of was all over that. And then the American ref, yeah. JJ Rivers. Yeah. Um, you know he's American because he's called JJ. <laughs> British ref, John Hall. Yeah. You know. Um, he he surprisingly gave it to um, to yeah. Sin. Well, I mean, the previous match, the, the vigilante had been given the points for the uh, time limit draw. Yeah, that was, that um, was more even. It was contest, more even, though, but so. again, I think the commentators played yeah. it off as, well, the British ref gave the uh, British guy the yeah. points in the first yeah. match. So we're just evening the score. Um, but the, the when where it really got very confusing is where later on we, we had a count out yes. finish in the main event. The main event. In a five-minute yeah. time limit match, yeah. went to a double countout. Yes, um, which the audience were very confused. Us as the viewing public yeah. were very confused. The audience, um, just as an aside, I think contained listener Mike Farrow. Oh, really? Uh, Mike, let us know if yeah. you were in the audience. If I thought I saw there. you sitting next to Tom Lancaster. And as it was in Southampton, maybe uh, Ben Owens and John Lowton were there as well. Who knows? I I don't. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, so we had this time limit draw. Yeah. And obviously, as I mentioned, a decision must be made over who gets the two points and who gets the one point. Yeah. Um, so rather than the referee making the decision, the 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 commissioner. Yeah, who we'd seen earlier prowling around during that match where the American gave the wrong decision. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so he'd been established and it was Andre Baker yeah. who, who ran who, who was Who was looking like a uh, a bad Frankenstein's monster at this point. <laughs> um, and he came out and, you know, marble mouthed, mumbled through something yeah. about having to make a decision. Yeah. And that because the prodigy, not the uh, very successful dance rock group yeah. or even of, the ecw wrestler or the, of the same name at the, the, at same, the same time, time. Yeah. the prodigy was overused at that time yeah. i think it, there was also a, a set of internet forums and right after yeah. prodigy this was a guy well. called um tj gray who weirdly came out and acted like a baby face at the very beginning yeah and they and the commentators played it up as yeah. well that he was a nice guy um but didn't really go that way so he was taking on the aforementioned psycho steve yeah and the Andre Baker, the commissioner, and it, on the Chiron at the bottom, it said the commissioner. Yeah. Never referred to no. as Andre Baker at all, just the commissioner, because commissioners were popular. Of at course that they point, were, yeah. They? yeah. Um, and, com- and are again now, everything yeah. comes around. Commissioner Foley, yeah. um, I think, was riding high at yeah. that time. Um, at, they made he made the decision that because the prodigy had been out of the ring longer, he went out of the ring first. Yeah he would lose the match yeah. and the two points would go to Psycho Steve. Which, which I don't know about you, Chris, that isn't how count-outs work, as no. far as I'm aware. No, but at least I can understand the logic. If that's what if they want... If you've wanted, got a stretch, If you've yeah. got to make a decision, how do you make the decision? Yeah. Let's go with whoever was out of the ring first. Because... You start the count from when the second person goes out of the ring. I guess, right? yeah. Well, you'd have to restart it, wouldn't yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So from the second person going out of the ring, you start the 10, 
And if they're both out of the ring at the end of 10, they both lose. If you've got to make a decision, you go with who's yeah. been out of the and ring they, longer. And they did say that the commissioner knows the rules because he made the rules. Yes. So you'd expect, and, and they played up him being impartial. Yeah. So you'd expect a, a solid, um, non-controversial decision. Yeah. Here. So he's come out, he said, the prodigy went out of the ring first, his feet hit the ground first, he has lost the match. Two points to Psycho Steve. And then they played a replay which showed that, in fact, Psycho Steve had gone out of the <laughs> ring first and the Prodigy's feet hit the ground second. Yeah. Meaning, by Andre Baker, the commissioner's own rules, the point should have been reversed. And the commentators pointed this out to us. Yeah. And it was very, very strange and confusing. And that was it. That was the end. And that was the end. It was like, see you later. That was the main event. Yeah. Um. <sighs> As a show, I I think this format was good. Um, as I say, I like a five-minute match. I like... Lucha uses a lot of what they call lightning matches, which are right. like ten-minute matches. Um, and they're wrestled accordingly. Um, we've seen uh, DDT last year did their right to challenge gauntlet matches. They were five minutes with a, a time limit. And at the end, the audience picked the winner. Okay. Um, which is kind of nice. It had the guys getting in the crowd and counting hands yeah, going yeah, up. Yeah. That was really nice. I like that. Um, this was, yeah, it seemed a bit confusing. And as you say, why wouldn't you wrestle the matches 100 miles an hour? Gary Steele spent most of his match doing headlocks on the mat. That it's, may be because Sin was kind of old. This is the thing. Like, If do you're much. doing a time limit and you're going to go to time limit draws, you have to signpost that there's a time limit. Yeah. To the point where you're even going 10 seconds remaining. Yeah. And the wrestlers have to wrestle as if they want the three points. Yeah. Not that they're, oh, okay, well, that's over then. <laughs> uh, it was very strange. Yeah. This is all on YouTube. Yep. Um, Thanks th- to Tim Hassel. I think the first half, maybe all the episodes are. They are. Uh, they're all on there. Yeah. Um, so you could follow along with the whole tournament. You know, we've got the big World Cup footballs tournament coming yeah. up, and this is a very similar format. Yeah, if you're boycotting the World Cup in Russia, and yeah. you really should be, um, because they're they're horrible. It's going to happen anyway, mate. Well, yeah, I know. Um, then you could perhaps watch this instead. Every time England play, watch an episode of Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge. Or when the USA... Are the USA yeah. in it? I don't know. They're no, they're qualified. not. I haven't qualified. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. First well, time in, in a long time. Now, the reason I, I, I suggested we do this is because it is wrestling on ITV, um, and World of Sport is back soon. So we saw a bit of World of Sport. Um, New Year? Just gone? Or was it the new year before? It was new year before, wasn't it? Before we started doing the podcast. Otherwise, we probably would have done a podcast about it. Um, yeah. Um, and it's coming back again soon. I don't know much about the tapings. No. Um, but I would quite like to see Will Ospreay as the Kung Fu Kid doing a five-minute <laughs> match. I would. Um, with an American. Or maybe we see a return of the black belt Tom Dawkins. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so exciting time for British wrestling. Yeah. Um, we've got a WWE UK set of shows coming up shortly as well. Yeah. Um, if you want a glimpse back into the dark, dark days of, you know, before anybody really cared about British wrestling, um, 
maybe go back and check some of this out. Yeah. And if not, I would say um, NWA Wildside at the time, early 2000s, uh, was really good. It was before kind of Ring of Honor, CCW really took off. Um, and it had at the time, um, you had AJ Styles, Air Paris, Ruckus, who was on this show. Uh, a guy called Onyx, who was great. Uh, a guy called Laz, who was great. If you can find any of it, it's really good. There's a manager on there called Al Getz, who was just brilliant. His his thing was, whatever Al wants, Al Getz. Um, and he was he was amazing so even if you don't want to watch much of this and i would it's, do you know what? it's it's worth a watch that the, there is a, a whip, one woman's match right on the last episode right which has nikita okay um who went on to be uh katie winters in um wwf she was with Birchill, and then no. she was katie lee that was right, it okay. and then winter in tna okay um She's in it against a woman called Riptide. Um, so they, they have a pretty decent women's match. Because at the time, Nikita was probably the only women's wrestler in the country right. who wasn't doing the uh, brown coat stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. But if you want to watch something from that time featuring these guys, maybe um, Wildside is your thing. Yeah. Or Tim also uploaded the original run of FWA TV. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm being very harsh on it. It was... It, it it kind of zipped by. Yeah. Uh, it didn't outstay its welcome. I'll give it that. Um, it it was very bad. But probably you, if you wanted a little, if you wanted a giggle, it might be worth a watch. Because especially those promo videos. Yeah. Um, just like because because the Americans were doing generic. Um, I've come all the way here and I'm going to win this whole thing because I'm a professional and I'm the best. Um, and then the British guys, it was bananas what they yeah. were doing. I'm a wacky character, me. Yeah. Um, so it's probably worth a watch for that. And who did the voiceover at the end? Old Fred Dynage. Fred Dynage. Yeah, the Fred Dynage. From how? Yeah. Fred Dynage, whose daughter is now a Tory MP. Imagine that. Demon Imagine how seed. disappointed you'd be if your daughter well, I don't grew know. Up if to you were Fred Dynage, would you be disappointed? I don't know. Is Fred Dynage a Tory? Must be, right? Loton, let us know. Loton. <laughs> you, you must know Dynage. Let All right. Know. So that was it. That was yeah. our return of our first series uh, with Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge available on YouTube. Just search for it. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. And I found it. And we watched it. <laughs> um,. So we'll be back next week yeah. with uh, Fight, Fight Club, Club Pro, Pro um, live from the Diamond Banqueting House. The prestigious Diamond Banqueting Suite. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll do our usual there. Yeah. Um, we'll be front row, front and centre. So Maybe know. not centre. Well, no. We've got no James to get seats oh, for us this no. time, have we? I'll have to pull some strings. Yeah. I haven't got any strings. Um, so until then... Um, it is currently, oh, I don't know, what time is it? 10.42 in the morning. Um, go back to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Got the hills that we cry, for the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need, but it's selfish on the beach.